0: Welcome to the Fit Archer Podcast, my friends. I'm your host, J.P. Penscover. And on episode 21 of this podcast, we have part two with my friend Brandon LaRue. Brandon and I have been friends for a long time. We just did part one a couple of weeks ago and had a great conversation. Never got to any hunting and fishing. And you know, to be honest with you, we didn't get a whole lot of hunting and fishing and outdoors and fitness into this podcast. We weaved it in and out. But I just think if you're a, if you're a, a dad, if you're somebody who wants leadership and mentorship and, and to do the right thing all the time. This podcast is gonna be absolutely for you. I know we call it the Fit Archer. We, we throw some fitness in there. We throw some archery in there, some hunting in there. Brandon, LaRue's family and our, and our family, we've been friends for about 10 years. And we met up in Frisco, Colorado and rented a VRBO and stayed together and had about six, seven days of fishing and family and fellowship and all that kind of stuff. And we had an amazing time. So our podcast that we did here on part two was not with any fancy podcast equipment we, we pulled the computer out the laptop out a little camera and we did a zoom and uh, we recorded the zoom i stripped the audio from the zoom and i'm loading it onto this podcast also loaded up onto the the fit archer youtube page so you can see the beautiful setting that brandon and i were set in just out on a back deck in in the mountains of colorado having a great time and uh and now here i am just at my computer again you know recording intro so Man, I just, I, I tell you what, I'm loving the conversations I get to have with people since I started doing this podcast. Whether it's hunting, it's fitness, or it's just life and everything in between, I'm having a great time. So make sure you check out Brandon at well Built Humans on Instagram and Facebook. Follow him. He is always laying down inspirational stuff. He's got a brand new book out, Lessons from Livia, uh, and, and you'll see it, you'll hear about it on the podcast. You got to get the book and you got to read it. It is tremendous and will add unbelievable value to your life. It's, it's, you know, I've, I've gotten to live a lot of this with them and uh, it's really, really good. I want to, I want to thank Numa Productions, my good buddy, Patrick Wright, for always helping me with any editing issue I have, any kind of podcast issue. He's toying with the idea of adding video to his uh, productions of, you know, helping people as best he can in the podcast world, podcasting videos, YouTube videos, whatever it may be. You know, so make sure you check him out at Numeriproductions.net. And if you will, give us a review and, and click that star and give us a rating too. tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like and tell us who you'd like to hear on the next Fit Archer podcast. We got some amazing episodes coming up. God bless you, everybody. We live in a crazy time in our world right now. But those that are going to win and those that are going to win big are those that just give their heart to the Lord and, and just and, and put all that trust over to him and allow him to direct your past because it truly is about us loving him and letting him live through us so that we love other people even in this crazy time. God bless you. Enjoy the podcast. You are listening to the Fit Archer Podcast. All hunting, all fitness, all the time.
1: Well, we are recording, we're on Facebook yet, go back to that other, preparing, hang with us.
0: You gotta see, uh, working on some new magic here.
1: <clears throat> you gotta okay, so, let's see if we're live on here yet. So, what do you wanna say? Say something about this live video. Controlling the control control how you spell a two l's
0: we're recording right now so this is going to be good
1: <laughs> actually is it only one <laughs> it is only
0: one control i don't like that word controlling the control hang with us everybody
1: control a b l e s yeah whatever with brandon Brand room. We are going live. Add the title. What? No, go well, live. Reach more people by adding a title to live edition. Click X. Hang with us, everybody. Type something. It's T- the title. same thing. Controls. Control.
0: Hang with us, everybody. This is going to be good. I
1: promise. I don't think it, it's not streaming live yet, but we're recording. We're recording on your Zoom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it'll be on the... I still think there's two Ls. It's controllable. I know. It? it doesn't matter. Okay, now what? Maybe we to... Why is that not... Check that. Your stream is connected. We're coming here, everybody. And all required information is provided. for mm-hmm. going live. We're connected.
0: Yeah, we're connected. Full Wi-Fi. Um. We're going to be coming live here. So this is going to be a podcast. Part two with Brandon LaRue via podca- uh, Zoom streaming live on Facebook, oh. I think. This should be loaded to my YouTube and then be loaded to my podcast. I don't even know if we're still recording now, are
1: we? Redirecting to Facebook Live. Well, we're live. Yeah. Okay, now we're live. We're live.
0: Yeah. Man, oh. we
1: are live. Let's see, really see if we are. I think
0: we are. It says right up here. It says, says live.
1: It's been a while since we are we live. Holy soon.
0: cow. Hey everybody, welcome to uh Frisco, Colorado. That was like a three minute um I don't know what it was, but it took a while. So anyway, <clears throat> here we are with part two for the Fit Archer podcast, but it's coming a little bit differently. This is pretty wild. So we I'm with Brandon LaRue, and, and a lot of you have already listened to part one. We did a couple weeks ago. And we kept, you know, we we talked for an hour and a half, I think it was, and, and we got done. And Brandon's like, we didn't even talk about hunting. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, we're gonna be together next week in, in Colorado anyway. Let's just do part two. So it's our last night here. We put it off for six nights and we're finally doing it. But we decided to do a couple different things. So we're recording this. Hopefully it's still recording. It Just check. It is. Oh, recording. Okay. So we're recording it on Zoom, streaming it live on Facebook. I'm going to take the recording, put it on my Fit Archer YouTube page. Brandon can do with it, whatever he wants. I'll share it with him. And then we're going to take the audio from this and put it on the Fit Archer podcast uh, for episode 21, 22, whichever. I think probably 22, uh, maybe 21. So what we're going to talk about tonight, though, is probably a little bit everything. We we never even talked about what we talk about. Um, But uh, I had an idea to talk about controlling the controllables when we talk about fitness and hunting. Um, But before we do that, I want to, we didn't get to talk a lot about this because I didn't have it in the mail yet. And Brandon didn't even tell me he had it. He launched it. He's just like, oh yeah, I was going to tell everybody when I got my copy, but he didn't even get a copy before everybody was posting their copy. Um, please listen to the the part one with Brandon. LaRue. I, I I labeled it world class dad, Brandon room. and he wrote a book. He and his daughter Olivia wrote a book, and um, it, it's it'll blow you away. It'll literally blow you away. And I'll let you explain it a little bit and explain um, why you decided to do it and how you wrote it, you know, where, where where'd the ideas and all that kind of stuff come up, come from. But when I finally got mine in the mail, um, I got it and I opened it up and I started reading and just the forewords had me in tears. Literally every chapter that I've read has had me in tears. Um, I've gotten to know their family. Obviously we're very, very close. We just spent seven days together um, in a, a condo here in, in Colorado. And we spent a lot of years together doing business together. We're still in business together. Um, but it's just, it's a life-changing book that you can apply to your life. And I'm just going to say this. I think in ways that you can't pick other books up and apply them to your life as well as you can with the lessons that uh, Livy and Brandon share here. And so um, I'm just, I'm honored you wrote the book, honored to be your friend. And it's so awesome because you you see this picture of Livia, and this is her every single day. You know, we went to this um I don't know, roller coaster thing down the ski mountain today. And as uh-huh. Li- Copper Mountain, as Livy is sitting there, um, two different ladies, what a unique experience uh-huh. today. Uh, two different ladies walking up, just talking about how beautiful Libby is. And then Brandon got to share the book with them. Lady came back over with her phone. She's like, I want to make sure I read the book. And, and I want, I, I told Brandon, I'm like, I want to do my part to make sure everybody I know gets a copy of this, gets an extra copy of it. And you send it to your friends that, you know, need some help in, in any area of life or anything like that. But this book is a book that needs to be in the hands of every single person that you know. And so thanks for writing the
1: book and, and maybe just talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, there's probably people on here that encouraged me to write it. So thank you for the encouragement. Um, I guess it all began when, um, when Livia was born, you know, Uh just, um, the uniqueness of her and and her condition and, um just being a dad wanting to do do whatever a dad could to be the best dad he could be for her and um I just you know you never envision um you know when, when you we didn't know Olivia had any of these complications before she was born so you you don't really plan for that you're planning for a healthy yeah baby and um so when all this stuff came it was all a real Shot of life to us, shot of shot of adversity to us, and but it's been the biggest blessing I could ever imagine. Like I, I couldn't imagine life without Lydia. Yeah, you know. So, but due to due to her challenges with um, having to learn a new language to communicate with her, and and um, it really introduced me to my shortcomings. You know, as a human, as a as a man, as a father. So, as as we as living, I were navigating, you know, fatherhood and um, that relationship. I learned a lot. You know, I learned. Um, she was teaching me lessons about patience, lessons about communication. We've been singing the song "Patience" uh, uh, every <laughs> yeah, day because yeah. you you quote it in the book. Yeah, yeah, the Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, yeah. So, just and they hit me like a ton of bricks. Usually. Um, you know, when a lesson happens, it's almost like time slows for a little bit, yeah. like all of a sudden it just hits me. I'm kind of like, whoa, like I gotta remember what is being taught to me right now. And I, and I, you know, I'm a man of faith. So I believe Lord, the Lord uses Livia yeah. to, to speak and teach me, you know? And so um, there's just been a lot of moments like that. And um, I just, I'm pretty transparent about what I'm about on, on social media. It can be a pretty dark place and I've, I've chosen to be a positive person in that world mm-hmm. and trying to just be, do my part. And so <clears throat> I just started writing about these lessons that Lydia was teaching me on Facebook. And then people, I found that they weren't just lessons for me or a special needs parent. It was very, it transcended all that yeah. lessons for everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, as I started writing those people, were I found people were really, it was really hitting them like, yeah. Holy cow. Like, wow, that's good. Hey, you need to write a book about these things. And I would get personal messages from people, you know, like it was really hitting them. Mm-hmm. So, and then the encouragement came to write the book, you know, for, for several years, a couple of years, three, four years, because yeah. maybe is how old she's going to be five in August. So, you know, finally, um another strike of adversity you know we had a interesting last year yeah. in life and business and um so that just gave me a reason to turn another adverse situation towards you know use that energy towards something good yeah you know whereas i think uh, a lot of people kind of got in a dark place there for a while so started chipping away it took a year and and now it's here you know and um it's you know we've had it, it, bunch of people have read it so far like you mm-hmm. people that are close to the situation and know know our family and know olivia really love the book mm-hmm. but i i was kind of i wasn't expecting that you know like when people are close to you you know they, they want the best for you and they and they you hope anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and and they know olivia and they, they love the snot of olivia so um they'll say you know you just they'll say nice things just because yeah. they love you so I was really curious to what people would people that weren't close to the situation would think about the book and those are starting to come in people that weren't really close to our family they might know us might yeah you know like acquaintances they've watched from afar and they're reading the book and and their the reviews are really good so as someone who wrote the book, well, I mean, Livia and I both wrote it. I mean, she kept teaching me the lessons, but I had... The... And so, you know,
0: explain Livia's situation, because when they, yeah. somebody might not know, they're saying you and Livia wrote it. Yeah, <clears throat> Her
1: sure. communication style is a little different than what we think. Right, so, right, I realize a lot of people don't know. So Livia's got a really, really rare form of epilepsy called KCNQ2, and um there's like a, a few hundred cases worldwide. Mm. So it's incredibly rare neurologists and doctors really learn as they go yeah. from from experiences with other children with KCNQ2 and so she's got very low muscle tone um, can't communicate like we communicate yeah. so she coos you know and she smiles and she laughs but she she doesn't like when you were when you were singing with her this morning that was special yeah was so it's special for you too
0: no. <laughs> so we're I, I just watched a church service on uh tv on because we're not at a church obviously and uh they got done and also the music started playing and all of a sudden Livia cooed and her good. coos are er, i think it's her community it is her communication sure. and it's her joy and also i'm like she loves praise music yeah. let's go praise with her and so I just set the phone down by her and you should this face right here was all that she was and she was cooing she was singing beautiful you know what i thought gosh this would make me cry yeah because I didn't want to turn around and look at you while we were doing that because I was like crying the whole time just looking at her. And I thought, what a wonderful God in heaven sitting there saying how wonderful this sound is. But here's what I thought that got me was Livia know, knowing in her heart and in her soul how amazing of a relationship she has with the Lord, and that's what she was so excited about. Mm-hmm. I think this is what I, this is just how my mind went. Was gosh, can allergies are bad over here. <laughs> was her joy of believing and knowing herself, her relationship with the Lord that we don't know how intimate her and the Lord are. But to have so much joy saying, oh, Brandon, oh, JP, oh, everybody that was listening to praise music, if you only knew how much God loved you, and she would just, she was just, Full of joy this morning mm-hmm. listening to and, and uh, Brixie ran out. Brixie's their boy and he runs it, he goes, Oh, she loves
1: praise me <laughs> JP. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty awesome. It was. So, um, I don't know how do we get on that? I'm just talking about how she communicates
0: her, her yeah. co- what what her condition is. Because if somebody doesn't know when you guys say you two wrote the book together,
1: mm-hmm. you wrote it through yeah. how you understand right. how so, you two communicate. Right. So this is this is a very much a father-daughter relationship and just um what i'm learning as a as a human as a man as a father um to Olivia and and she's you know i talk about this a lot in the book is what the world will define her as is a disability which um you know i think I, I refer to myself in this book as the one with the disabilities. You know, like, yeah, I can I can talk in English. Mm-hmm. I can run, jump, you know, I, I I can type and do all those things, do some things that Livia can't do, but she she doesn't battle the the temptation, the sin, the ugliness of humanity. You know, it's just pure joy and love. Acceptance, and these are a lot of the lessons that is, that are talked about in yeah. the book. And so it's not just—it's um, a lesson that can hit anybody. And um, I mean, sure, if you if you're a father and you're you have a daughter, if you're if you're a special needs parent, you'll be really really be able to relate. But it doesn't matter. And it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. No, it's 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 so
0: applicable to everything you and I deal with on a daily right. basis, um, and and things that we will face. So. If we talk about the topic um, today, controlling the controllables, you know, when you had Libby and you first found out, and we'll talk about fitness, we'll talk about hunting, but you know, at the end of the not day, really. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, who knows, we might not. Um, when you, when you find out you have a child that has something that's happened, like we talk about controlling the controllables. Here, I was hunting in Nevada, so this is, she was born in August of 2015. And I was in Nevada hunting and I remember coming out, had a hunt of a lifetime. This is, you know, incredible world-class bull. And I remember finally I was kind of communicating a little bit with my wife. I was just, I think she you were finding out as I was leaving. I think I just found out something wasn't quite right. And I remember Angie kind of telling me it's you know, there's just something not right. And then I finally talked to you and I remember you just like, hey, tell me about your elk. And I, I remember I was in I it was in the Arizona and I'm crying. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, Al. Tell me about what's, what's going on with your daughter. Like, how do you control emotions, fears, all that stuff in the middle of you're expecting a healthy child? And she is healthy, but I mean, expecting a healthy child. But then all of a sudden there's complications. What do you, what do, you do? What do you lean on?
1: Well, faith. I mean, if I have faith, number one, in, in Jesus and in my eternity and Livia's eternity, I don't know. I don't know how people do it yeah be quite honest um because that just not having that security leaves a lot of anxiousness about all the potential bad things that can happen so um that's first and foremost but outside of that um you know I, someone told me the other day i've heard this before but it was it's fresh in my mind adversity introduces you to yourself so when bad things happen you really it's a mirror test right and um have i've been faced with like we all have we've all had a bout of adversity in our life and so um i'm just speaking about my unique ones i'm not saying mine are more adverse than anyone else's but um you know lost a parent early in my life and um i learned how to channel that mm-hmm. um in a positive way you know like i didn't you know it's bad enough that there's an adversity happening in your life but to go and compound the issues with you know um if, if it's alcohol or yeah. or drugs or um, just getting angry um, it tends to compound the problem right yeah. common sense right I mean I think everyone would agree with that yeah and um, you know so I've, I've learned that when bad things happen it's like you just got to rise up there's something to learn there's always something to learn when something bad happens and so when Livia when that happened I just um, I tried to keep it together because I got a family I you know my wife I wanted to be strong for my Mm -hmm. wife and um want to be strong for my son and and then I knew I needed to get better you know how how was this is this is new to me you know being um a father of not only a daughter I haven't had a daughter before but you know then the special needs on top of it I knew I just needed to get better And, and um as a father i need to get better as a human in order to take care of this daughter because I, I i can i can i'm just being real i can imagine talk about this quite a bit there's two paths really right you could be the person who really lets that get to you and you, and you use it in a negative way and it could destroy a family yeah adversity like that yeah or you can rise up and be like wow, what a gift man i need to get better it's living an inspired life yeah you know um, so as far as controlling the controllables, it's just be, you know, what can I do to get better? I can't control, um, the outcome with Libya. You know, I, I can't, what I can't control is what I, what I am to her as a father, mm-hmm. how much I love her, how much I pray for her, what I can do for my wife. What can I do for my family? Um, you know, writing this book is something I can yeah. control. You know, taking a negative,
0: I don't want to say negative, but taking a hardship, adversity and turning it into something good. Yeah. Imagine if everybody in our society today was doing that. Yeah.
1: We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have all the problems we have right now. Right. Right. I mean, so everyone is so offendable right now. I mean, what if we all just, (laughs) you know, like just rushed it off Yeah. like, Hey, you know what? Let's learn from this and let's get better brings takes, makes me think of wrestling <laughs>
0: yeah the wrestling has every lesson in life you ever need and listen man I, I I try to get my kids to wrestle they're just not wrestling right now but I did and so I'll use those lessons some other way with them but when you're one-on-one and maybe just any other one-on-one sport but when you got wrestling it's it's your physical strength against another human's physical strength and there's a little bit more pride. If I'm playing tennis one-on-one, of course there's a little pride on the line. But they're they're not putting their hands on me. Right. So it puts their hands on you, and they physically beat you up. You get humbled early in life, yeah. and realize like the brush it off effect. Like I just got to get better. Yeah. I mean, the, the next book part two should be <laughs> lessons from wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that one might be uncomfortable moments. <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause he writes and, and make sure you are following a uh, brand at well-built humans on Facebook, well-built humans on Instagram. Cause he writes a lot of uncomfortable moments. He's an incredible writer. I've said that before. I've always said that every time you've ever wrote a post, I'd read it. I'm like, gosh, you're a really good writer. You're like, you think so? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're a phenomenal reader. Like I don't, I scroll over a lot of people's, if I scroll and it's one paragraph. I'll I'll scroll up. If it's two, most people I just I'll just keep scrolling past it. When Brandon writes something and it's more than one paragraph, I'm always reading because he's a great writer. It's um, it brings you in. You understand it. You visualize it. You can be part of it yourself. And a lot of uncomfortable. You just wrote either you rewrote that one or you just reshared one. You had an uncomfortable moment. I like think when you got oh, called up yeah. uh, to be the quarterback. Wasn't that yeah, one you yeah. just shared again? Yeah. So those are really good. Um, more uncomfortable or controlling more controllables. Um, I'm gonna go back to this again. Please get a book and write a review on it so others get a book. You never know whose life will be touched. I think they're sixteen dollars. so you should be buying multiple copies and, and hand them out. Christmas is coming. Get them to some people for Christmas. Christmas is tw- December 25th again this year, if you, if you realize that. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Who knows if we're gonna even get Christmas this year? There's some weird things going on in our society, but you know, uh, you and I had been part of a business. Uh-huh. Um, business has been around for a long time. And one day we jumped on a phone call and a business that you poured your heart and soul into, I poured my heart and soul into, gone. Uh-huh. Just like that, snap of a finger. Um, that can rock a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe talk a little bit about that, just how you spun that into, we just talked about it again today a little bit like, hey, I'm busy, but but it's good. But you know, when when you... When your financial feet get chopped out from underneath you, it's, it's a, that's yeah. a tough place to be. You know, for me at 44 years old, 45, I'm like, man, I just gave 18 years to this thing. Uh-huh. And 18 years of all the energy I could give and like sold out loyal like you, loyal to the bone. I'm a dog. <laughs> like kick me, beat me. I don't care. I'm still by your side. But all yeah. of a sudden they took that bone away, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, how did you control
1: that situation? Well, I mean, the book came out of that. You know, like it was, it gave me a reason to not put that off any longer. Uh, But, you know, I think, you know, I've just realized, you know, like this isn't, people have lost their jobs before. People have been laid off before and it's no different. Yeah. So, I mean, after the, you know, I was bitter, you know, for a few days, but I let, you know, I kind of came to terms with, okay, well, this is what's happened it's not changing. You can piss and moan about it all you want, but that's not productive. So, and I always felt like, you know, um, there's an equipping in everything. I think it was, what we went through was a tremendous experience um, in in growing your skills, Mm -hmm. really getting out of your comfort zone, um, understanding sales, understanding marketing, um, understanding leadership, understanding character development. Um, these are all skills that I needed to learn and fine tune and, and I had 10 years paid experience yeah, yeah. to do it. So, and I always felt like there was more that like, this wasn't, that wasn't going to be the only thing mm-hmm. that you or I were ever going to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it left too much time on our hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I always felt like it was, it was to, to do something more. And so you know, when, when that's cut up from under and you're forced to kind of recreate yourself, you, you know, um, I almost, you know, again, after that short term bitterness and anger yeah. subsided, I was like, it, it's kind of invigorating to cr- create. Yeah. It is for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like to I create. Agree. Like, be, you know, be so, productive. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, well, I have these skills. What am I going to create? And, and no offense to anyone watching this, um, I would have gone to a nine to five. I'll do whatever I need to do to provide for my family. Yeah. All work is honorable work as long as it's done to the Lord. In yeah. My opinion. So Great. it's just not how I'm wired. I didn't want to go back to nine to five. I like, um, you want to go back to that Pepsi truck or Coke truck? I love coaching. I, I, you know, I found that I love writing, you know, um, I love coaching and, and mentoring kids. hmm. Uh, I love to hunt and fish, you know, and um, I'm very passionate about faith and and, and and fatherhood and parenting and all these things. So that, and that's what I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going to create a brand, you know? And then it kind of became a brainstorming session on what's the brand going to be called. Yeah. And then that was just kind of a, a day of thinking about, man, what am I going to call it? It's got to be something strong. It's got to be something encompassing about what I'm about. And that's when well-built humans. That's you know? awesome. And. It's interesting you know whenever you put yourself out there in case you didn't notice everybody you open yourself up to criticism no in case you didn't notice yeah oh, man bring it up again if there's a lesson in any of this is don't be so darn offended by everything by everything my goodness that's what it's what it's what the world wants is you to be offended yeah to create it's what division, the devil wants create factions it's literally what the devil hate. wants it's what it was it wants division yeah. separation. Rather than unity. Quit being so offended. So, um, I got criticized for this. Well built humans. I've been criticized for that. By some I'll leave his keyboard name. troll. Yeah. <laughs> by some troll. You know, like, oh obviously, you know, means like you gotta be well built in the physique. I'm like, you have absolutely no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know? I mean, so you, you open stuff up to criticism. I'm sure I'll we'll, I'll be criticized for this, yeah. you know. Someone will read it and say it was stupid. And, oh, well, you know, I'm writing a blog post right now about living without a you're ready for that one. And I'll probably be criticized for that. But somebody's going to be offended by that. I think what Aristotle, um, there's a famous quote by him, um, to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Yeah. So bring on the criticism. Bring on the criticism. I think uh, the new
0: challenge for me was... You know, being part of what we were part of was great, but it did leave a lot of time on your hands, Mm -hmm. which was great. That's what we worked for. For sure. I mean, so I could be a father and be a husband and and hunt and fish anywhere (laughs) I want, whenever I want. I mean, those are nice. But the same with you. Once I got over the the bitterness of, you know, oh, man, that just, it's over, man. We just gave everything. Once I got over that and channeled my energy into something new, it was good because I got a couple of new things going. Did the same thing, you Mm -hmm. know, with the Fit Archer. Because I love archery, I love fitness. I just thought, well, I'm gonna brand myself in that. I mean, I always have people say things like that, like, you should do something like that, blah, blah, blah. So I did. I'll get criticized. I did. Have a couple people say, Oh, can I do it if I'm a fat archer? Oh, yeah, you do whatever you want. <laughs> Don't be fat, just be fit. Yeah. Um, that'll offend somebody, but it just is what it is. Um, doing a new business, you know, and creating a new business at 45, a new career. Never built a career before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everybody, if you're a parent and you can talk your kids when they're young to getting into sales, we were in sales, uh, nutritional sales, and we still, are, we still are in nutritional sales, nutritional supplement sales as well. But if you can get your kids into some sort of sales that exposes them to criticism, to rejection, to uncomfortable moments, to putting to having to work um, self-discipline work, self, uh, motivation work. They actually have to go do it. They're not told in a nine to five. You're told what to do. Someone's got positional authority over you right. that tells you, you either do it or you're fired. When you're your own boss in any kind of sales, you have your own independent sales of anything like that. You have to be motivated enough to go do it. Um, goal setting. You have to set goals and, and all the things that comes with building a business like that. I think everybody should do it. Whenever those book salesmen, people would come to our house. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go answer the door. Cause they're, they just don't take no for an answer, but they'd always leave. And I'm, I am typically buy books. Um, they would leave and I'd be like, that's what I want my kids to do. Yeah, I want sure. them to go door to door sales and get their nose kicked in a few times mm-hmm. because it's tough. But I'll tell you what it does. The 18 years that I put in the other business set me up for success. Mm-hmm. Just oh, like yeah. what you said. I mean, I could take that. I could take that negative of not having anymore, turn it into a positive, and realize all the skills in life that I've been taught have worked really, really well to help me in my newest endeavor and in, in all endeavors really in my yeah. parenting and everything yeah. so um, i think it's you know like you said controlling it just i mean look at the bible i mean please look at the bible and, and please just read and, and take the good parts well they're all good parts but take the applicable parts for your life and apply them to your life when 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 joshua's brothers cast them into the well and, and, and then sold them off to slavery well, he takes over, you know, he's, he's becoming, because he's, God has just got so much favor on his life. He puts him in charge of all the things. Um, and his brothers come because there's a famine in the land and Joshua was in charge of the food and everything. And he finally tells him, he goes, what you guys meant for evil, God meant for good. And if, if every time you face a challenge or adversity, if every time I do, I can stop and say, oh, God, you know, the, the devil may mean this for evil. But I know God has got something good. Even in the midst of what's going on right now, there, I just looked at it. I, there was something that popped into my mind tonight. I can't remember, but I looked at it like there's a lot of division. We were, we literally got looked at kind of funny today. Yesterday, my wife and I and our kids two days ago went for a walk and we got shunned, literally shunned by a lady that had a mask on. We were outside. We didn't, we chose not to wear a mask. We're outside. Won't get into that whole thing. Um, and it could have easily got in an argument, but we just kept walking. And I'm like, man, there's going to be some good to come out of this. Maybe the, I shouldn't say it, but I won't say it. There's going to be some good that comes out of this as much as I dislike it. There's evil in our world and, and it's being allowed to just seep into homes and media and Facebook and Instagram and do something good and make light of a negative in your life. Take something that, You can control your energy, your effort, your attitude, um, and and put some good energy behind it and and do something good in our society Mm -hmm. right now. I think that's the best we can do. Um, Want to talk a little hunting? Want to talk a little fishing? (laughs) We did some fishing this week. Yeah, a lot. We did a lot of fishing. We did. Yeah. Brandon was the winner. He (sighs) caught all the fish. I did. I did. I caught caught two, I think, maybe. I had more follow-ups on my little beetle spin today than (laughs) I've ever had on any
1: fish in, in I just couldn't land a fish. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Well, so controlling the controllables in, in fishing. Okay. So let me let me disclaimer. I am not an expert <laughs> archer. I am not an expert fisherman. Um, I am a very average, persistent. It's very persistent. So, something sun falls
0: do. in the river today. He's freezing. Brian's <laughs> like, just just cross the road and let's hit a couple more holes. I'm like, Brooksy's freezing back here. Your wife's gonna kill you, Brooksy. You might have JP tries a cut more holes <laughs> over here on this. I'm like, let's just go home. <laughs> he's persistent. He was
1: trying to get me a fish. True story. <laughs> Brooksy did fall in, got up to here, ice cold, you know, mountain stream. Oh man, <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, so I guess, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm 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 a savvy trout fisherman. Um, I really enjoy it. First of all, so that that helps with the persistence. I could go. For hours, not getting a bite, but there's another hole, there's another bend in the river. You just never know, and and that's kind of the the beauty of hunting and fishing, and some of the lessons you can take away from from those two things as well. Which I think every kid should hunt and fish too for those reasons: is learning patience and the discipline, and then just understanding the percentages are usually pretty low, yeah. And you just got to have an optimistic attitude. Learning failure, yeah. (laughs) So uh, fishing this week, yeah. You know, I would say um, I'm a pretty decent at presenting some spinners in holes. I'm pretty good, you know, too. cast oh, placement uh, and and just persistent. You know, and that's that's what I do with, when it comes to trout fishing. I know some people will will uh, the uh, fly fishermen of the world will probably stick their nose up at me because I <laughs> we get, we got some looks at some fly. <laughs> apparently, when you're in fly fishing world.
0: <laughs> um,
1: we come in there, spin tackle, <laughs> casted spears, and they're, you know, looking all graceful uh, and dipping there.
0: I think I told Joseph's story wrong because my mom commented. I think I told, what did I say? Keep going, but I think I told the story wrong. I apologize. Did you say Joshua or Joseph? Did you I two? think I said Joshua. Oh. Joseph's brother sold him in slavery. Yeah, That's yeah, what?
1: well, Whatever. yeah. Read uh, the story, then you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got some interesting looks from some fly fishermen. But I'm watching most of those fly fishermen. It's like they got a cane pole and they're just <laughs> dipping it into the hole. I'm like, there was no finesse
0: where we were no, today. No, no, there wasn't. Like or people this making week. these
1: beautiful casts. No. the streams are too small. I think for that type of fishing. Um, although my buddy John Dudica, who also is an author, um, wrote a couple of good books. But he uh, used to live in Colorado. He used to fish the Blue River all the time. And he's the guy I asked for some yeah insider tips. And when I told him we were using. Spin and tackle. He goes, oh, barf, or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, take it easy. There was some five. But
0: we fished three different
1: rivers, right? Yeah, yeah we fished the blue, the snake, snake 10 uh, mile. 10 mile. Well, and then the, I guess that is the blue, the Green oh, River then, Reservoir.
0: Yeah, and then two reservoirs. We fished the Green River Reservoir and then the Dillon Reservoir. Yeah. The Green River, uh, we pulled up into, he's got the Sea Eagle. So I got to go in the Sea Eagle. You get to see it on, on Instagram stories and all that stuff. Finally got to take that out not supposed to launch from shore allegedly for trailered <laughs> or motorized boats well we were neither so we were an inflatable electric so we decided we could launch from shore so we had quite an adventure launching from shore but had a great time you caught your first lake trout laker
1: mm-hmm. first laker. nice
0: one <laughs> grayling Great. <laughs> so <laughs> tell you a funny story so i'm fishing with the beetle spin and for those of you in the midwest you know the beetle spin is just the all-around do everything <laughs> and brand has got, we're, we're trying everything. And I'm like, I'm going to throw a beetle spin on. I've been fishing. Well, he told me, he goes, try the beetle spin. So I'm throwing it, throwing it. He's All like, purpose lure. All purpose. He goes, I'm going to throw the beetle spin on. Because I had one, I had two. Yeah, a couple of strikes. A couple strikes. A couple of fish following it up. For those of you who don't know what that is, they followed it up, they hit it a little bit, but I couldn't land them. And I told him, I'm like, you, you throw a beetle spin on me. If you catch it, I'm going to snap your pole in half. He's <laughs> like, third cast. Oh, I got a i Oh, Jeepers is running like crazy. I'm like, oh, gosh, sure enough. <laughs> so it's coming in. I got a video of it. And Brandon's like, what is it? What is it? I'm like, I don't know what it is. I'm like, what is it? He goes, I don't know. And pulls it out. And he's like, I think it's a grayling. <laughs> so we don't know what it is. And we, we pull up on a boat that was um, anchored and they were fishing and they had the little brown trout. And they said, Did you guys get anything? And Brandon goes, yeah, I caught one. I'm like, what'd you get? He goes, grayling <laughs> <laughs> the guy goes oh, oh what <laughs>
1: Brad's like well I don't know what it was <laughs> and then he told us it was a laker yeah. lake trout. I mean I've never caught I mean if it was a big one I mean it was probably 20 inches yeah maybe you know I've seen big lake trout watching fishing shows yeah it probably would look different yeah if it was big but it, it kind of had that big dorsal fin yeah. and I just remember seeing grayling picture of a grayling came to mind I'm yeah like, it's like grayling Anyway, so we've had a lot of fun this week fishing, um, you know. And back home, you know, I'm sure this within this next week I'll have the sea eagle out. Yeah, <laughs> in, and catch crappies. In southeast and... Minnesota, going after some bluegill or crappies or something. Makes me miss fishing. It's so much fun. It is fun. Fishing's good,
0: but I'm into hunting.
1: As am I. Yeah, maybe not quite as much as you, but. No,
0: you still are. It's just when you live in the Midwest, um, you know where Brandon lives in southern Minnesota, where I live in Lacrosse you literally have, you're in the Mecca of all of it. You have it all. You got the Minnesota or the Mississippi river. You got lakes. You just got so much fishing. I grew up fishing. I grew up fishing as a kid all the time. And I got all the tackle, had a boat the whole bit. Arizona's a little bit differently, different. You have to trail your boat a long ways. You know, it's like the closest place we could go to is about a 40 minute drive to get the boat into the water. And then it's, different fishing. So we just never really got into it. Typically we're always on a baseball field anyway. So just never really got to get into it. So I spend most of my time hunting. Um, but when I'm talking like controllables, I'm thinking, and let's go to hunting for a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking about this today and I'll, I'll talk about the fitness here in a minute, but uh, shooting, you know, archery, specifically archery, you know, but if you drew a gun tag, you know, if you live in the Midwest, shooting your gun, isn't as big of a, a deal um as it is because typically you're sighted in you know you just you're not shooting that far but learning how to shoot and hunt the way that you hunt in arizona or out out west is quite a bit different but specifically archery shooting all the time when i think about controlling the controllables i think about i want to do my part to eliminate every single thing that i possibly can that i can control so i think about my shooting i think about if i get an opportunity if i get one opportunity to harvest an elk. And I don't shoot good. It happens. You know, it just happens. But if I know in the back of my mind that I put all the work in that I could put in, I've eliminated that factor. I've eliminated a factor, all the scouting that I could do. You know, when we went to Missouri a couple years ago, we could have, if we'd go back, I think we'd kill a lot of deer Mm -hmm. because now we could put more, more scouting into it and all those different things. But um, there's just so much about hunting that you can do from a control all the controllables, how you eat, um, how you prepare in advance of your food, you know, training your body Brandon will laugh when I say fasting, cause he doesn't like that word, but, and we're it, like, I'm not offended by it. he's not offended by it. No. Just live that way. People just don't be offended by it. Um, I started doing this from a hunting standpoint and a kid just asked me this question. The only reason I started to do it was I was thinking, well, when I go on a hunt, I want to, I want to see it right when I go out in the morning, I want to be able to get up, put my clothes on and go. Cause typically you're going far. And I'm like, my life has always been so consumed by food. Like I'm so driven by, I I got to have seven pounds of snacks. If I don't eat every hour, I'm like, I feel it. And I've been able to train my body a little bit to be able to push off eating for a long time. And it wasn't really doing much to my body as much as it was my mental capacity of understanding. I don't need food at that moment. I'm still going to get all of my food in, but I don't need it. So I can bust out on a hunt in the morning and be able to pack a little bit lighter. I'd still have some stuff for an emergency if I needed to, or if I got caught overnight or whatever. Um, uh, but I'd be able to do that. So it seems kind of weird to think that way, but if you like hunting or if you like fishing or if you like whatever your hobby is, whatever things you can find that you can control that gives you a little bit more of an edge to have a little bit more success, it, it, it's just to me it's all the in, in the preparation all the fun stuff i i, I like to do that kind mm-hmm. of
1: stuff yeah and you know so there'll be a lot of people that might watch watch this that are midwestern hunters versus western hunters yeah and it's different it's a different type of hunt you know like people in the midwest that go out on go out on a, a hunt out west for whether it's for a muley or an elk or whatever <laughs> oftentimes it's the first time in their life they've yeah. ever been motivated enough to work out because they know they're going to get put through the meat grinder yeah. In, in the hiking and the backpacking and carrying all the gear and setting up camp and hauling the, if they get, you know, if they tag out, hauling the stuff back, um, which is awesome to see that movement happening with outdoorsmen, yeah. but it, it's happening in the Western outdoorsmen. I don't yeah. think it's happening so much in the Midwestern, you know, like where I live and I would love it because a lot of my friends are of that brand. Yeah. And I would love to see them get healthier and more fit, eat better, you know, eat perfect you know, work out more because all those things matter in those hunts too. Yeah. You know, do. like, um, those, those guys that, you know, a lot of people, I worry about some people keeling over a heart attack because yeah. you know, doing drive hunting, you yeah. know, party hunting like they do. Um, I'm just like, man, those are some, you've probably done it before. Oh yeah. You know Some hard workouts, you know, or even just a guy killing a deer and having, the camera oh, my, you know, and, and having to drag it out. You yeah, know? I mean it happens every year. You watch it every year. Someone dies. Yeah. Heart attack. Yep. So well, uh,
0: yeah, I think if somebody's not in shape, they may not know how much more enjoyable it can be when they are in yeah. shape. R- really. I yeah. mean, just I've seen people that have used hunting as a catalyst to get in shape, and they're some of the most fit people in the world now because they realize once they got there the the amount of excess weight they were carrying was such a limiting factor of especially i mean you can hunt where you hunt it's big bluffs yeah i can i can guarantee you there's there's guys or gals that have looked and said i would really love to fill my tag this year but i'm not walking to the top of that bluff today mm-hmm. it's just too hard instead of saying i'm gonna crush that bluff yeah and i am gonna go down that valley and then I'm, I'm gonna have to haul one up and over yep. do it again but when you when you put yourself through the meat grinder um, voluntarily, every single day, all that stuff is easier.
1: Mm-hmm. All that stuff's easier. Yep. Yep. And, and the reality is longevity. You know, like um, I'm, I want to be bow hunting when I'm in my 70s, yeah. 80s, and I want to be able to climb a tree. I don't want, um, you know, I'm, I'm not against luxurious hunting. You know, people having these big redneck blinds and all that. Yeah. I mean, that's nice, especially when the elements are harsh. But there's still something. I don't know about you, but like for me i there's something weirdly uh intoxicating about being in the outdoors, in the elements <laughs> in the cold, freezing your butt off sometimes, yeah. like it's part of the hunt, and when people are you know they got their heater it's it's minus ten and they're in their sweatshirt and they're and they're blind um I get it, it's comfortable, and you're able to sit there longer um you're, you're welcome to disagree with me i get it but there's something about it yeah you know you were talking you're talking about that moose hunt in alberta and you're like man it was awful i've never <laughs> been so cold in all my life you thought you had nerve do you still have, yeah. any, do you still have any
0: no it's, it's healed up but both years in a row it's yeah
1: happened. and and i asked if you would do it again you'd be like i think i would because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like looking back on it there's it just there's a lot of fond memories in the moment it can suck You know, and you could tie that back into wrestling, you know, like that weird discipline of it sucks. It's Mm -hmm. hard getting your butt kicked, the workouts, the managing your weight. But I look back on all of it and I'm like, I would do it over again and I would do it better. I would work
0: harder and I'd be more disciplined. But you can spin that into parenting. You can spin that into business. You can spin that into loving your wife when the emotions of the honeymoon is over. Yeah, And now you're just in family building phase and there's a lot of stress coming your way Mm -hmm. the grind yeah so funny story um i i got this moose hunt back in 2014 so the first year i was going to get to go was 2017 so i i bought this moose hunt had to wait a few years till they had an opening talked to my buddy into going with me and when i was on the phone with the outfitter his name's cody in tougher than I mean, it makes me feel like a wuss bag. These outfitters, and they're, they're, he's a bronc rider or a yeah, steer wrestler. Like, his forearms are this big. His hands are, Popeye. he always says things to me like, well, you crossfit, you kill me that crossfit. I'm like, I don't even want you putting your hands on me because you, you kill me with one arm. Like, um, but I was talking to him over the phone as I'm getting ready for this hunt. And he said, Well, no, I I met you, I met him at this big show. And he goes, Physically you'll be fine, but he goes, it's the mental part you're gonna have to worry about. He had said a story of a he had a former military guy who spent his whole life in the military and was on the hunt. It was twenty five miles back on horseback, so six hour ride on horseback. And then you're just back there camping. Grizzly country, cold, a whole bit. They cook unbelievable. It's great accommodations. But he goes, like I just couldn't take it mentally. Just the grueling boringness of it. The guy ended up leaving. And he goes. So if you can handle the mental, mental part of it, you'll be fine. So I'm like, oh boy, you know, here we go, a good challenge. Um, and I'm up for challenges, but you're, you've invested a lot of money into this thing, like a lot of money. So I remember I started riding, controlling the controllables. I took horse riding lessons. My daughter has a horse, so I took horse riding lessons. Like, I wanted my butt prepared. I wanted my legs prepared. I wanted my back prepared. I wanted to know how to handle the horse because you're on a horse and they're big animals. One hour into the horse ride on the six hour thing, my butt's killing me. I'm like. Oh we got five more hours i mean just and you know i tried to put the work into it well i remember we get there and day three the snow kicks in first day for day riding in there was like this right here is beautiful you're like am i in heaven like it's just you looking at the rocky mountains is so amazingly beautiful told my wife this today i'm like people that don't hunt don't realize most hunters will also hunt because they just appreciate the outdoors i mean we're where are we we're in paradise right now Well, we'll talk about the
1: trout the trout little statement from your football coach
0: oh yeah i mean you, you can share, keep it so you share that okay. so anyway we, we're riding up there and all of a sudden the snow kicks in and the guy i hunt with is six foot four he's a big dude and the snow is up to mid thigh on him and it's cold we tried to ride out to a different camp we got stuck we had to ride back to camp five days miserable miserable cold i had nerve damage on my feet my hands were soaked all the whole time i would ride the horse and i had a down down jacket so in a, a rain jacket, a down jacket, a guy jacket, and a, and a rain jacket. And I would put my hand inside my jacket like this one, and the other one under the saddle, so it had it got warm from the horse. And when that one would warm up, I'd do this because the other one. I just we rode, rode for hours. We rode four hours one day. Had to turn around and come back the next four hours because we couldn't get out of the mountain. It was brutal. I remember almost snapping Man, There's a story I could tell you. Well, my buddy kept saying this. He goes, "This ain't for the faint of heart, man. This ain't for the faint of heart." So neither of us killed a bull. We seen uh, one, two bulls er the first couple of days and then nothing. And that was a seven day hunt. We get done and we're riding out. And I remember he and I went, we were so dirty. We went to Walmart, bought some stuff, went back to the hotel, took a shower, went into the hotel hot tub and then went back into the shower. And I, that's when I realized I had nerve damage because my feet all of a sudden just started to hurt like someone was crushing them. And I'm like, what is wrong with my feet my hands? My hands peeled all the way back for two months. All the skin peeled off them. It was just so. About a week afterward, I get a call from the outfitter. He goes, Hey, I got two openings for next year. And I called my buddy up. I'm like, Hey, he goes, Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, I didn't even have to tell him. And the outfitter goes, I'll give you three extra days for the same price just to count for weather. We don't get weather like that. That's what he said. We don't usually get weather like that. So here we go. We're prepared to go again the next year. So now it's 20. 18 we're going. So a couple years ago and I, I upgraded to a bigger boot and then waterproof gloves and a little bit, another, another layer. And I leave Arizona at 105 degrees. I land in Alberta. I drive, pick up my buddy. We drive to the hotel where we're going to take off from 21 degrees and snow. Coming down a hill, driving to where we're going to meet the outfitter and there's a semi-truck in front of us sliding like this with a van in front of them. We're going down. We had, I mean, it was just, I put every stitch of clothing I had on for the six-hour horse ride there and froze. (laughs) Ten straight days. On day five, I shot my bull. On day nine, my buddy shot his bull. And every day, I got sick. Uh, One, I couldn't even go with my buddy. On day seven, I got caught a terrible cold. Not terrible. I could have went hunting, but I didn't want to be coughing. You know, I didn't want to scream. So I just sat in camp one day all by myself. It was crazy. Grissy bears, you know, I'm sitting in camp. Like, oh, I'm not used to this food left in the one tent. You know, I go out and eat it where well, we leave. And I mean, we're like, ah, oh, man, we both got bulls. The same for the faint this. this, this hunt is not because moose hunting is really boring. It sucks. It really doesn't until that moment of getting to shoot it. But like you said, when you look back on it, well, on day one, we saw this ginormous bull. And I got to 147 yards, or 127 yards, something like that. Too far to shoot. On the day I shot my bull, this giant one pushed my bull off. One week after we left, a gun hunter killed. It was like 65 inches. Unbelievable. Yeah, a female. One. It was the same one. Same camp. Ginormous bull. And I remember calling my buddy. And I'm like, man, that sucked. It was fun. And I said to him, I'm like, hey. And I didn't even have to get out. He goes, yep. <laughs> I'd do it again. He goes, why don't you call him and find out when he's got another two openings, <laughs> but it's one of those things, you know, as, as outdoorsmen, you, you kind of, but, but, here, but controlling the controllables, being in shape, have eaten good, have trained hard, have put yourself through a mental grind, whether it's in the gym, on a wrestling mat, jujitsu mat, whatever it is, to be able to challenge yourself mentally, physically, we're going to make it. I mean, most everything we ever do physically, we're going to make it. But this is where we mm-hmm. always end up stopping is in the mental game. Whether it's business, families that quit on each other, mentally they're just they they check out. Mm-hmm. Um, sports, training, hunting, fishing—it's just the mental. Man, this thing right here is so stinking strong. So we got to train it, and uh, you can control it. I mean, there's there's ways to control it. I'm I'm a big guy in. And I want to build my own cold tub. I think cold therapy is incredible because it sucks so bad. You know, if there's something in your life that you have that sucks so bad, but you know the end result of it is good, why are you not doing it? That's the reality because it's just going to
1: make you a better person. Right. I mean, and you've heard it before, anything worth doing should be hard. Yeah. So seek out hard things to do. You know, what's the point of doing easy? What's the point of being complacent and not doing anything at all.
0: Because you know what my son told me today? What? The number one purchased item of all time in America? PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: PlayStation. And, and this is, you know, we could transfer to talking about, about kids because I get to have the privilege of coaching a lot of them right now. And I look forward to doing that for a long time. And it's, it's gaming is a big mm-hmm. issue. Um, and the mental component, the, the, the quitability is very high and maybe it always has been I, I don't know you know everyone each generation looks back on the next generation and goes ah, a bunch of pansies right yeah. but um it's interesting the uh but that's that's the one thing um coach shariah and and i do do at his gym at five seven and, I, and online and all these other aspects for coaching kids is the mental aspect yeah i mean the physical stuff um because, you know, you talk about a high-level athlete. Like, he played at the highest level. I played at kind of a high level. Yeah. But I've coached at a very high level. And when, when all the athletic qualities become – because at every level, there's, like – everyone's pretty well – pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty good. They can – you know, if it's baseball, they can throw, they can hit, they can field. Yeah. They're all pretty good. If it's hockey, like Araya, you know, they can all skate pretty well. They all probably have pretty good stick-handling skills all pretty tough, you know, name any sport as, as the, as the athleticism, you know, rises, they're all pretty equal. Football. There's a lot of four, four guys. There's a lot of really fast guys, but there's a lot of them. Yeah. What separates them then? It's, it's the mental. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the confidence. It's, it's, it's having some swagger. It's having the ability to forget bad things that happen, having a short term memory. It's, it's, um, it's playing, it's playing a, a sport with confidence and having fun, and 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 tuning out negative negativity and criticism that you're gonna experience. You know, that's the stuff that I wish I would have known. Yeah, don't you? Know? Huh. I mean, I wish I could have. Nobody ever talked about mental. No, ever grown up. No, and there's other things that athletic qualities that I was never taught either. But if there's one thing, it would have been that, and it would have been about. Um, and it would have been about other things like surrounding myself with the right people yeah, and not falling into peer pressure and yeah, um, not exposing myself to those negative influences that really, you know, stole away some, some good things that could have happened. Which is applicable
0: for a young athlete. It's applicable for you as a father and, oh. and a dad. Yep. Right. Cause what does the Bible say? Don't good character, bad character can corrupt a good person. Yes. Bad people corrupt good character. Yep.
1: Yep. And you can find and it, it can happen quickly. You know, you can yeah. and, and subtly. Yep. So you really got to be, those are the things that you got to control. And it's not, you know, um, it's not mm-hmm. a judgment thing, you know, of, of people, you know, because that people could get offended real quickly. You know, what, are, who are the type of people that you won't hang around, Brandon? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. these are the type of people that I won't hang around. And yeah. here's, and here's why. And here's the reason why. And if I told you all those reasons why, I would hope you'd agree with me. Yeah. Like, because I, I want to be the best husband I can be for my wife. I want to be the best father I yeah. can be. And if I'm surrounded by influences that aren't doing those things, I'm going to fall. I'm going to slide. Yeah. It's just, it's just the nature of yeah. humanity. It is. So um, we live in a negative world
0: where when we talk about the mental grind, controlling the controllables, you know what the big, one of the biggest challenges is doing good. Mm -hmm. I know some people would laugh at that and say, well, shouldn't just everybody do good? Yeah, everybody should just do good. But look at what we're bombarded with. We're bombarded with alcohol commercials. We're bombarded with every form of soft pornography and hard pornography that you can possibly get. Whether it's a click of a, a button on your phone or wherever. I mean, we're bombarded with as much negative to pull you down stuff as we can possibly get. It's harder to be good than it is to just be complacent and say, I'm throwing the towel. What the heck? Let me just let the belly go. Let the boobs drop, let, you know, whatever be whatever. I'm just going to go hang with the boys because guess what's hard. I got to come home and I got to give energy to my wife and I got to give energy to my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I think hobbies that challenge you are necessary. And I don't mean, man, somebody's going to get mad at this one. They are, but I don't mean just these, I'll we'll get the guys together and go golf and we'll get some beers, right. You know, having fun hobbies and stuff like that is great. But I'm talking about hobbies that challenge you, that you can look out. Who were we just listening to that was talking? Oh, we were listening to that guy from uh, remember the Titans. You were listening to him last night. He was talking about he lost all that weight and he kept oh, saying, yeah, the, have a new goal and then a new goal and yeah. then a new goal. He
1: was the big lineman. That was yeah big. really,
0: really weight. great. So having a, a hobby that is, you always have to set another goal. In order to be a little bit better at mm-hmm. uh, hunting, for me is that fitness to me is that I use hunting as a here, here's here's my life. I have hunting and my fitness. Uh, hunting drives is the goal, and fitness is what is the goals I set to get me better to be a better hunter. I know that sounds weird to no. people that don't hunt. Um, like right now, I'm on a big kick of every night when I get home. Well, when we get home, I didn't bring my pack because we ran out of room. But I'll I'll have a heavy pack and I walk a mile and a half every night with barefoot in my boots to tighten toughen up my soft my hot spots on my feet and then on Saturdays I do a long one I'll add a little bit of weight and I just have a I take the day I'm going hunting and I work backwards I want to be able to at least a week in advance have been hiking for a week straight with 80 pounds all week and then one one long one so it, I, I work backwards So where I'm at right now is I'm at about 45 pounds when I get home I'll be at 50 pounds I'll, I'll walk a week every night and then during Saturdays I'd walk my long one. That's in conjunction with my my workouts. I do my workouts. Right. Um, and I do that because when I go to Utah and I go to Wyoming and wherever in Arizona, I don't want to look at that mountain. This is my controllables. I don't want to look at that mountain over there and be like the elk or buelling over there, but man, I'm just so tired right now. I want all of that to be a negative. It doesn't even cross my mind. Like I don't have the energy and the strength to get there. And and so you have to have those hobbies that do it, and that's yeah. how we remain pro- progressive in a good way. Progressive, in I'm working on being a better husband, a better Christian man. We should have goals
1: in our Christianity, though. Yeah, it transcends you know, we keep talking, we keep bouncing back and forth, but I think it's good <laughs> yeah. between hunting and, and being a good human. Um, because they're just analogies for, for, yeah. for the other things. Yep, you know, um, you're talking about. Your, your hobbies and extracurriculars that force you to become better. But it's the same thing. You know, I think we've already said it, but, you know, when it comes to being a good husband, a good coach, a good person in the community, um, you just got to learn to – I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just got to be good. It's got to be good. Fight. And to fight the bad. Here's where I was going to – I had a thought earlier that I wanted to come back to is it's one thing to say good it's one thing to make a post that's good. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a lot of people caught up in you know in making a statement. They gotta make a statement about a, a certain issue in our in our culture. Mm-hmm. But that's for most people, that's where it stays. Is they they talk about it, but are you are, are you about it? Yeah. You know, I've always said um, you know, if you can walk the walk, it's awesome if you walk the walk. But if you can talk the talk and walk the walk. Okay, now you have the you have the ability to inspire you have mm-hmm. the ability to influence people because yeah. if you're just doing good and you're and you're keeping to yourself there's nothing wrong with that in fact that's excellent right yeah but if you if you talk about those things you have the ability to maybe influence someone else to do the same thing yeah and so it has an it has a multiplier to it's yeah. that's how I think of that but you know there's a lot of people you know saying good things in a land that really doesn't even exist social media yeah Right? Yeah. It's 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 this world that we don't even live in, but we live in. I think yeah. we all know what I'm saying. But when it comes to actual real life, are you about that, or are you just talk about it to make yourself look good on social media? The highlight reel. Right. So do good. You had
0: said something life. about where we had said you know just surround yourself with good people. Whether you're a young athlete, you know, be the leader that others want to surround themselves with. And then, you know, surround yourself with the other good, high character leaders and and break the mold in young youth sports. I'm going somewhere with this. Break the mold in young youth sports that um, of the partying and the chasing girls. And, and I know it's I know it's it just is always going to be there. But you want to go to the next level, I think, as a, as a young athlete, female or male. Um, those are those are things that you got to overcome. But we've had the privilege in our last endeavor <clears throat> to have surrounded ourselves with people that walk the walk and talk the talk. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, what happens is it's either you kind of grow or you go. And we've always used that line back in an old business that we had, and you can use it anything in your life, but grow or go. Meaning when people come into a culture that is, that doesn't, Brandon is excellent with us, where he's going to, he'll, he'll challenge me with some words like, you really do that? Like he doesn't just let me be me. And if he sees me slip, he's not just going to let me slip. He's going to challenge me the way a good, loving brother would challenge me to, to allow me to get better. That's the culture that you need to get inside of um, when, when you want to, you want to have a successful marriage, a successful, uh, be a successful parent, successful business or whatever it is that you do, um, anything. you know we're all leaders in one form or another, but man, we've been blessed to be able to be surrounded by men men that challenge
1: mm-hmm. and women
0: too. women sure. that are just for sure high character women and just never settle for, Oh, it's just good enough. Mm-hmm. There's n- nothing that drives me more crazy than, Oh, it's good enough. I hate good enough because I don't think good enough. We've challenged ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hard on my, my kids when it comes to the mental game, just because I, I never learned that aspect of, and I feel like there was so much more I, I could have given or, you know, have done would never change anything um, for me personally. Cause it, I know God has me where he wants me, but right, right, right. I know he also gave me all that to look back on to my kids. And I'm, I'm so proud of them. I told my wife today, I'm like, we have such good kids. I, you do too. You have such awesome kids learning great lessons. Um, and I know it's, you know, sometimes we feel as parents like, oh man, it's not kicking it. It's not kicking. I remember there was a baseball term I'll just, just give this analogy then I'll kind of, I'll wrap up. But, um, my son was pitching and he just, just like, he wasn't giving it everything. Like he didn't care. And he came off. And he's like, I feel like I got something stuck in my throat. And I'm like, well, take a drink. Like I'm coaching him. You know, I'm one of his coaches. I'm like, bud, you just got to push through it. And I'm trying to give him this big, you know, speech and push through it. And he's like, urgh, urgh. I'm like, well, take a drink. I don't know. You mean you got something stuck in your throat. Look, there's nothing in there. Just keep going. Let's go. And he's pitching and he gave up a couple of runs. I was hard on him. Get home the next day. He couldn't even get out of bed. Goes to get test, tested positive for bronchitis, strep throat. He played all seven innings, pitched like five of them, was running bases, and he'd get down. He's like, Oh, I can't even breathe. You know, stole the base, gets in, I can't even breathe. I told him, I'm like, Man, you're so much tougher than I give you credit for, it, buddy. <laughs> I just, I felt so bad. But, you know, I'm only saying that because I'm like, I, I want my kids to know that mental aspect because I tell them all the time if you don't have it, you walk out into this world and it will eat you up and mm-hmm. spit you out mm-hmm. because somebody that's wearing a mask, if you choose not to wear one's going to think you're the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it just says what it is. And we've seen some crazy looks, you know, we we're in like a beautiful place right now, but there's just some crazy stuff going on. And mentally you got to be able to keep it together and plow forward and, and know that you you're, you're, you're working to do good every single day and fighting against the negative fighting against the bad fighting against the good enough qualities that are so easy to fall into yeah, yeah.
1: so control what you can control right so um comment in this in this facebook live i mean we can't see it, maybe there's a way to show comments in here but um i would encourage you what are some things you can control i mean be, uh, you know it might be outside your comfort zone to even participate in in the conversation here but maybe, maybe in the comments below, like, what are some things that you can control to be a better version of you, to be a better mother, father, to be a better um, spouse, to be more active in your community, to be a, if you're a coach, to be a better coach, to be better in your health and fitness. What are some things you can control? And if you start writing these things down, you can control a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you start hanging around people that, um, you know, just use health and fitness as, a, as an example. You start hanging around people who are more fit and healthier. Why do you think I hang around this dude? I mean, there's a lot of reasons I hang around. I love, I love him, but um, he's like 44, five, five, 45, and he whoops me in every workout we ever do, and it, and it ticks me off a little bit. <laughs> you know, oops, something just flew out of my mouth. Um, I'm 37, and but that's just a good example of hanging around people like in my circle my smaller circle, you know, you know, people think that I'm, I'm, I'm the fit guy and, I, and I'm, I'm like, I don't really think I'm the fit guy because I hang around people who are way more fit than me, you know? Um, but that challenges me to get better. So I would encourage you to do that in your life, wherever mm-hmm. the area is you want to grow, seek out wisdom, seek out people who have it going on, so to speak in that area of life that you want to grow and put yourself around them and start learning in the habits that they do. And you'll start controlling the things that you can control to, get better in right. that area of life you're looking to get better
0: at that's perfect and one thing you can control is you can get on amazon <laughs> and buy that book um you can control that and I, I promise you it'll be great um and right now what we can control is being good husbands because i think our wives keep looking out the windows as they're getting packed up because we're leaving <laughs> all leaving at 5 a.m tomorrow i think they keep looking at like are they really still doing a podcast however
1: however i was thinking about this I <laughs> so our,
0: here's what they said to us last night they're like we were gonna to go to this Copper Mountain uh, downhill thing. They're like, "Well, we better go in the morning, and then when we get back in the afternoon, if you guys want to go fishing, we'll go ahead and get everything packed up." And friends and me goes, "We're like, <laughs> he's like, that's, a, I'll take that, I'll take that uh, deal. <laughs>
1: that's a pretty like, good deal." So
0: we get back, we're sitting down. It looked like it was gonna rain, rain but goes, you wanna go fishing." I'm like, "Not much of a trout fisherman, but <clears throat> I'm like." Either that or we got to stay here. We got to back up and do laundry. And our, we looked at, our wives wanted us to go and do that. They wanted the kids out. Yes. And so we took the kids out and, and did some fishing.
1: And in our defense, and it might be rationalizing, we will be driving probably, I'll probably drive all 14, 15 oh, yeah, hours home. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. But she made good lunches. I got, <laughs> I got sandwiches. I said,
0: babe, are you making a turkey sandwich? She goes, yeah, for the ride. I'm like, can I have a peanut butter and jelly? She says, you will make what I make. You will eat what I make. I'm like, I know totally. I love Turkey, love yeah. Turkey. cheese, I <laughs> love it. Yeah. So I, everybody I'm so they're, they're looking. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost done. <laughs> we got a couple more hours here. <laughs> um, hey, just appreciate y'all listening. And, uh Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. And make sure you do follow Brandon, Well Built Humans. You're gonna get inspired. And the Fit Archer. Fit Archer. I'm not, I'm, I'm JP Penscover on Instagram. I don't <laughs> even have the Fit Archer. Fit Ar- and I, I don't think I'm the Fit Archer. I I had somebody ask me, what, what are you the Fit Archer? Like, you think you're the fittest archer? I'm like, no I'm goodness. Ar- it was just it was a it was a competition we did indoors. We do an indoor fit archer challenge indoors. And it was a great catchy line. And it has a great catchy logo. Oh, you don't
1: have to explain it, man. You are a fit archer.
0: And, I, and I'm trying to, to be a fit archer. Yeah. I want to be the fittest archer possible, but there's some other people out there that are can here's what I learned. I'll, I'll tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep talking. Someone asked me, um, about a certain influencer, and if I said the name, you'd all know it, and, and I, think, I think the guy's incredible. I think the individual is an incredible human being. Um, influences million people, just hit a million followers. Cameron Haynes just hit a million followers. I think, it's, I think it's incredible. He's influenced. It's funny to me, because I watch, like I always joke, like I don't think people work out unless they're going to tag him now, because everybody, did that. they do a run, they tag him, and then he reshares it, you know, and I know people like that recognition, but I had one person that asked me, like, well, you think you could beat him in a CrossFit workout? And I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't CrossFit, so yeah. Here's the thing: I well, could probably be beat him in a CrossFit workout, but here, but this, but here's what I here's here's what happened in my mind. But he would finish the workout, but he runs a marathon a day, every day. I can't do one marathon. I mean, I could do one marathon probably, but so I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to start running because it's the mental challenge. Because I've got the hard, intense CrossFit, kettlebell, love kettlebells, love CrossFit, all those intense, high-intensity workouts. I've got that discipline down. I've been doing that for years. That's not like a – it's not like it's, oh, i got to go work out today. It's just at some point we're like, okay, we're done eating. You work out. You work out. Right, let's go do workout. Brandon was up at 5 a.m. coaching this morning, doing you know doing a coaching workout, like got that down. So I thought to myself, I'm like, I do need to add a different element of fitness, not because – I need to get even more fit, although I want to get more foot because mentally at about mile three, I'm done. And that's a mental grind to me. Somebody that can run seven, eight, nine, 10 miles. That's, I salute you. Like, yeah, I, I get to about mile three. I'm like this. I, I hate it. I just rather go swing a kettlebell for an hour instead of run for an hour. Yeah.
1: Um, so, And, and I, get, I get caught up in the physiology <laughs> of like, well, what's, what's the best bang for your buck yeah. physiologically, you know? <laughs> but. You know, but, you know, maybe there's a lesson we can all take away from that too, JP, is like that for humanity, some people are going to be better and have differing views on things. And yet we can all agree to disagree and still love and respect one another. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like he as an influencer always says, I don't care what you
0: do. Just do something. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do what I do. This is just what works for me. And uh, you got to pick things that work for you that you love and stuff like that. But make sure they're challenging you again. You know, and if uh, there's so many ways to, to train out there and, and if you got goals of whatever they are, make sure your training is applicable to reaching those goals. You know, if it's mountain hunting, then obviously you're going to probably want to put some road work in. My grandpa said this when we were young. My grandpa probably never lifted a weight in his life, but he was the most incredible human being. I had two amazing grandpas. I mean, I was so blessed to have two of the most amazing grandpas anyone could ever have. And it was wrestling my grandpa was a carpenter, always heard that he was tougher nails. There was a story that he fell off a ladder carrying shingles, fell down onto the wheelbarrow, broke some ribs. They're like, you got to go to the hospital. He's like, no, on the roof, threw the shingles back up, up the roof. He went, hauled shingles all day long, broken ribs, finally went to the hospital, whatever. But I remember my brother would have been a senior. No, he'd been probably a sophomore or a junior. So I'd have been like a, a, a freshman. I was two years behind my brother in I got beat at something, uh, one of the wrestling tournaments or whatever like that. And my grandpa said to me, we're sitting here. always sat at this little bar in his house. It wasn't a drinking bar, but just this little island. And he always had a Pepsi with a glass of ice. That's a, like if I was going to have something to reminisce, it'd be a Pepsi and a glass of ice. I'd reminisce about my grandpa. And he said to me, he goes, you know, it wouldn't hurt you to put a little road work in, buddy. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, a little road work. Go running. That, that was my grandpa. Yeah. I was a freshman in high school and I never forgot that. So then, my parents owned a tanning salon and we lived three miles out of town. So every night we would tan at nine thirty. So we would run at nine o'clock. We'd run in, we'd tan, jog in three miles, always finish it with a sprint. And then my parents would drive us home. We're the tannest ones and are always in wrestling and <laughs> well, we had great conditions. I think
1: my old man, <laughs> cause my old man was coaching and you guys would, you guys would go to the Winona invite back in the mm-hmm. day and La Crescent and Boston, whatever. Yeah. But he, when I first, you know, um, we started doing business together and yeah. then, you know, started hanging out. He goes, I know that guy. And I know his coach and I remember him. He was, he was, he was muscular and he was tan. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's because my, my mom and my stepdad owned a tanning slum. Oh, Yeah, God. so I'd always put the little, and Angie tan there, my yeah. wife tan there. We all, we jog in and tan. You're I mean, everybody guy. else.
1: You were that guy. So we
0: stand there and hold our medals. Everybody'd be just pale and their I would just copper tone. <laughs> We can end on that, huh? Yes. Thanks, man. Hey. I appreciate you, and I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Yeah. Hey, love you guys. God bless you. It's a good time to pray for our country. It's a good time to pray for all of our leaders, no matter you like them or you don't like them. Right. They, they right. need our prayers, and uh, our country needs our prayers because it's in a fight, and uh, we're going to win it. The good Lord is going to win it. And there is no doubt. What is meant being meant for evil, he will use for good. Always does. Amen. God bless you. I don't know how to stop this. Thank mm-hmm.